this is Hilchas Basar B'Chalav, which is in Yeridea Simen Pezayin. Simen Pezayin in Yeridea. Uh, if there are questions, you let me know. But a lot of these halachas, it'll just take time to develop. Um, th- this is one of the few areas, this is obviously what Rabbonim get asked probably the most. And what's interesting about Hilchas Basar B'Chalav and Hilchas Tarubis is that... There is no like there are like cheating svarim, but but basically you have to just learn it. You got to know it yourself. There's no English books like Hilchas Shabbos that you could quickly like go through an index. When the shel- it's, there's no mishabur on this. This That's is because mishabur is only on Archaim. This the the, the the most modern things is from 200 years ago. That's that's you got to just learn it. And to be fair, also one quick point that smicha is in two subjects. There's two topics. Is basibacholov and taruvas. Basabachal about the laws of milk and meat, Taruvis is kosher and non-kosher. Now, obviously, there's a tremendous overlap between the two because a lot of times kosher and non-kosher and milk and meat have the same halachas. That being said, it's very difficult to paskin a shayla unless you've learned all of it because you could be confident about a certain concept and then you learn one week later, oh, there's a clause that I was not aware of. But, so, I'll do my best to explain it. What I'd like to go through is the Shulchan Aruch and the Shach. You have on the side is the Shach and Taz. Those are the two Mepharshim on the side of the Shulchan Aruch. The Shach is, is usually more accepted in Halacha, but we'll run through it together. Like I said, if there are questions, good. If not, you'll save it to the end, but we'll run through it together. So Yeridea Simen Pei Zayin is the beginning of Hilchas Basar B'chalav. Now the beginning of Basar B'chalav is very practical. It's got a lot, the first three or four Simonim are very, very practical. And then it gets more into the, you know, the, like, Practical bus of is like waiting six hours. You know, that, that's like very easy and it's a self-contained concept. Then the rest of bus of is the same as ta- Tarubis, which is to be able to answer a shayla of, you know, you have a milk spoon that gets mixed in with a fleshic spoon. I happen to have, I think I have one extra. This is Mr. Haas. Uh, just don't rip it. Simon pays sign. Or else. Or we just, he won't hear this recording and we won't tell. That's true. Uh, so, we're about to start. So the Shulchan Aruch writes like this. Famously, the Shulchan Aruch starts off by telling us that when it comes to milk and meat, it says in the Torah three times throughout the Torah not to cook milk and meat together. So why is it three times? One is to prohibit cooking, even if you don't eat it. One is to prohibit eating if you didn't cook it. And the third one is in Isser Hana. Now, in Isser Hana is most classically money. You're not allowed to benefit from Basar B'chalav. Now, obviously, people in their minds, they think of Hana as being, if it smells good, you can't... That, that, that concept is more of a derivative, is that if the smell, it's like a Gemara, like, if you would pay to smell something that good, then it has Hana. Real Hana means you can't sell it, meaning if you have milk and meat that's biblically prohibited as milk and meat, and these are, you have to know exactly what's biblical and what's rabbinic, we'll get to that. And so you happen to, you cook milk and meat together, or you're given milk and meat that are cooked together, so you're given a, a you know, a, a, a cheeseburger that's cooked together, so the halacha is, you're not allowed to sell it. So if you have a goyesha neighbor who's like, oh, I'll give you a couple bucks for that, you can't, because it's an iser hana. So there's an iser bishel, an iser achila, an iser hana, all three are biblical. Is the uh, Bishel and Achila, are they separate or the same? So they are separate or So you do them both, you're over on two things. Correct. Now, why is it that the Torah prohibits eating? I'm sorry? Giving it over rather than selling it. So giving it is also a problem of Hanah because 
It, it well, it depends. The, the problem is that there's a certain benefit. Like, I'll give you an example. That we're going to see later on, it's quoted later on in the Ramah, if you have Basa B'cholov, so you're not allowed to benefit from it. So you can't give it, you can't sell it, and you can't even give it to a neighbor because there's a certain benefit that you get from him having, you've done a favor to him. Even more than that, you're not even allowed to give it to an animal, like feed it to a stray dog because there's a benefit that a human has. Every human has, has a benefit of, if you own the animal, then it's a monetary benefit because you're responsible to feed the animal. So you're covering your responsibility by feeding. But even if it's a stray animal, there's a certain hanah that a person gets from taking care of another creation. And that benefit has a monetary value. You'd pay 10 cents to, 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 to make sure that an animal feels good. So therefore, that would be a problem. So disposing of it, you'd have to flush it down the toilet. That, that's, that's basically it. So, so, so we try not to, so if you're walking, no, I understand that sense. So you, I got you. So you, you, you shouldn't try to smell it. It's, you don't have to listen. You're walking past, you're walking past. But to walk past Badafka to smell it, that would be a problem because many people would put a small value on that. But again, no, you don't have to close it. You have to, to be a normal person. You're walking through like this. It's a crazy person. You just walk through. You just try not to. Correct. No, no, no. Correct. So you have to. You have to. We'll have to see exactly what you have to figure out whether it's bus. So we'll have to. We'll have to see exactly. What uh, what defines Basa B'chalv? Now, says the Ramah, so why is it, says the Shulchan Aruch, so why is it that when the Torah prohibits eating, it says, Lo sevashel, right? right? If the Torah, one of the prohibitions is to eat, but it says, Lo sevashel, Lo sevashel means don't eat. So why would it pick Lo sevashel if it means don't eat? Because it's telling you that it's only Basa B'chalv Deraisa if it was cooked together. Meaning, if it's not cooked together, it's not basar b'chol of deraisa. So, very simple. If you have a, uh, well, we'll see exactly what this means, but if, let's say, you have a cheeseburger, but the meat and the cheese were cooked separately, and they were just put together, let's say cold, that is not biblical basar b'chol. Because it's not biblical basar b'chol, on a biblical level, you could, you could benefit from it, and you could eat it. Rabbinically, there are bonan asert eating, but says the Ramah, any that's only rabbinic, you're allowed to benefit from it. So, if you were to be given, again, these cases obviously are not relevant, but if you were to be given, you have a piece of meat and a piece of cheese, and they're both cold, and you put them together, so rabbinically you're not allowed to eat it, even though they weren't cooked together, but you're allowed to sell it, because you're allowed to benefit. Now, I just want to mention one point. Whenever we're dealing with hana, right, just always something good to remember, there's only an iser hana on basa b'chalv. There's no iser hana on lobsters, right? There's no iser hana. The, 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 the Torah doesn't answer hana on those things. But you should know there's a whole simon in Shulchan Aruch that you're not allowed to make your primary profession from isurim. So you just, it's always just good to remember it's not a gay and now, but just always in the back of your mind to realize basa b'chalav is answer any hana. So you're not allowed to sell it for a dollar, even though that's not your job. But crabs and all these other lobsters, it's mutab hana. If you can't be a crab fisherman. So it's the, the Shulchan Aruch brings down a case. Let's say you're a tuna fisherman. But a lot of times, if you're familiar with these things, you'll see every once in a while there'll be a crab, crab there. So every once in a while you could sell it because it's not Asa B'hana. But you can't, it's, call, it's called Schaira B'machal Asuras. You're not allowed to make your profession. That's a side issue. Just always good to remember. It may not be Asa B'hana, but it's, you cannot make your profession on you know, uh, cooking Chazer. So does that mean that, that 
when you when you shech the cow, right? And the back half of the cow doesn't get doesn't get used in the firm world. You can't sell it to a non-Jew. Because you could. It's kosher. Oh, it's. It's kosher. They're, they're, you're not. Uh, you're not sorry, benefiting. Yeah, correct. I'll say a little bit of gidanosh and chaylev. You're not getting benefit from that. Um, we'll get to that. Now, a couple things. What does it mean that it's only aser de rice if it's cooked, as opposed to what? So I said an example of a milk and meat that are cold. The rashach on the on in sefkat and olive, he says kaloymar avaloy ayde kibush umalicha she'enoy derech bishul. What the Shach is telling us, a very big aside, and that's, there's a thing called, let's go through melicha. Melicha means salting together. We know that when two things are salted together, how much salt, that's a whole sugya. There's simonim in, called hilchas melicha. But if two items are salted together, there is a transfer of flavor. So, if you salt pork and chicken together, the chicken absorbs the flavor from the pork. So you're not allowed to eat that on a biblical level, because there's flavor of pork in your chicken. Basar b'cholav, it's not aser Why? I, when you're eating, see, if you, if you salt, you take cheese and you take meat and you put a marinade and you salt it together, there's flavor of meat in the cheese, for sure. It's malicha. But the Torah says lo sevashel. So it's not aser If it was pork, it would be aser But it's not. The pe- it's a special... Yeah, pickling and huh? all those things without eating the Shabbos, we, we are not to pickle because it's considered cooking. So it's a shaila, I believe it may, I have to check that up. I think there's a prima gadon that, uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it's not asidaraisa, but I don't want to speak uh, out of hand. Because in general, salting is bishul, uh, uh, salting is like cooking, meaning that there's a transfer of flavor. On Shabbos, it's not asidaraisa. I can tell you that. It's not asidaraisa, because we'll see, when it comes to Shabbos, it has to be uh, the normal method of cooking, and that's not the normal method of cooking. But the point is, so, so, when, it comes to, so when it comes to salting milk and meat together, it is not going to be biblically forbidden to eat that meat, even if there's flavor of cheese in the meat, because the Pasuk says, In addition, he says kibush. Now, kibush is actually very important to know, because kibush means pickling. What does pickling mean? So pickling, you could, it could mean to pickle in like a brine, but or any time you soak two items in, in a liquid for 24 hours, it's pickled in halacha. What that means is, if you were to take a piece of pork chop and a piece of chicken, and they're sitting in a bag of water for 24 hours, they are now considered halachically fully cooked together, and it is biblically forbidden to eat that chicken. However, if you were to have a piece of cheese and a piece of meat sitting in water for 24 hours, it is not going to be biblically forbidden, it'll be rabbinic. Because it says Lo Sevashel. Now, the reason why this is Negei, it's important to know Kibush, is because uh, throughout these halachas, it'll become clear that whenever a Shaila comes up, the general rule is if everything's cold, you're fine. Because for an item to transfer flavor, you need heat. So, in general, if you, uh, you, you know, I washed a milchik spoon after eating ice cream in a fleshic dish and all these in a fleshic sink. Cold water, you're fine, because if it's cold, there's no transfer of flavors. The exceptions to that rule is this. If you salted it together, it would be a problem. Or if it was sitting in, in liquid together for 24 hours, again, how often is that? That's not very common. But I'll tell you how it could happen. You could have a, mil- a fleshic spoon that you... I was asked this, actually. You have a fleshic spoon that you ate cereal together. He ate cereal in a fleshic spoon. So it's cold, so it's fine. But then the bowl was sitting in the sink... And there was like a, about an inch of milk that was sitting, and the spoon was sitting there, and they weren't they were a little slob. It sat there for twenty four hours, so now it's considered as if you cooked hot milk 
in that spoon. So it may not be Osir Doi Raisa, but it's a rabbinic prohibition of Osir B'chol, and you would have to kasher it. So those are the two concepts of, of Kibush and Bishel, and, and Malicha. Now, one quick halacha. Now, if you look, so look at the Pischei Tshuva in Sifkat and Gimel. If you have it, it's on the page. Pischei Tshuva in Sifkat and Gimel. Uh, the Pischei Tshuva is one of the major Paiskim in, in these halachas. See, he brings down Ayin Berhetev Ayin Prichadosh. It's very important to try to define, again, cooking on a biblical level for milk and meat is cooking. Cooking means cooking in a liquid. Or uh, roasting, potentially. But you've got to try to figure out what's defined as cooking. Right? So we've excluded salting, we've excluded uh, pickling. So it says over here, I am prichadish, the gam tigun bechal bishel. Tigun, which is frying, is also considered cooking. And that's very negay in halacha, and that is to try to figure out what is frying in halacha. Now, deep frying is definitely cooking. When you deep fry, you're cooking it in, in liquid. That's, that's, but the question is, if you um, are making like a saute, there's, a, there's liquid on the bottom, but it's not deep fried. That's called tigun. In, in halacha, tigun is very tricky to understand of what it's defined. Is it considered cooking in a liquid, or is it considered roasting? Not in a liquid. So that's a very big shaila, and it's, it's not, listen, for Basa B'chalav, it's not as, I mean, it's going to be Asr anyway, so it's not really relevant, but it's Negeya, I'll tell you what's Negeya, it's Negeya, two halachas that are very relevant, and that is, when it comes to chala, right, the, the bracha on chala is hamoitzi, it's, it's cooked, it's baked. If you were to boil chala, if the pieces are less than a kezayis, it becomes a mezayinus. So, uh, I'll tell you, I had this once. I, 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 they don't do it anymore. I don't think I haven't been there in like literally you know, fifteen years. That, huh? It has to be in a liquid. But it's not less than the bagels. Oh, bagel! No, so bagels is also not because when it, after it's boiled, it's not edible. It's boiled then baked. But after it's boiled, it's not edible yet. So it's considered fully baked. But I'll tell you how it's nakei. I, I used to. This is years ago when Pita Hut opened. This is probably 10, 15 years ago, maybe more, fifteen years ago. They had this chop where it was pita hot, and then it was sued, and then it became pita hot. And um, actually, that's what happened. So what they did was they had had a washing station, and then what they did was they thought it was clever. They took uh, pita like chips, like pita corners. They deep fried it. That's a mezainus. That it was it was put to to make hamaitzi. That's a mezainus because you take. Oh, you're saying because they fried it. They fried it. They oh. deep fried it. Croutons are baked. Okay, croutons see. are baked. It's a deep fried. The halacha is that if you have bishel, if you have afia, and then you're mevashal it afterwards, it becomes a mezainus if the pieces are less than a kezayis. So, right. so, de- so deep frying for sure. But if it were to be pan seared, so that's like the big shaila in the paiskim of like a, a French toast. If the French toast pieces are small... It's, it could be a little complicated about whether... That's why, if it's less than a kazayis, it's a shayla. Because French toast, it depends on how you make it. No, no, because you're taking... It's dipped in liquid. No, because, because it's still... It's not, it's not cooked in a liquid. It has a little bit of a liquid outside, and you're sort of cooking the little residual liquid outside. It's, not, it's a shayla in the paiskim of whether it's considered... Yeah, it's like... So, that's one shayla. But also, the other halacha that it's negeya is kashering, Right? If you, if you cook something over fire, it has to be kashered over fire. If you cook it in a liquid, it's kashered in a liquid. The famous shayla is, and this is a machlegzin, svardim and ashkenazim, if let's say you trafed up a frying pan. So the only reason why, so svardim kasher it, svardim kasher, because they treat tigun, um, 
frying, even non-deep frying, as cooking. So if it's cooking, then it became treif through cooking. So you dip it in boiling water. That's a Ravadi's Pesach. Ashkenazim are more machmer to say, no, it's considered more cooking with direct heat. Cooking with direct heat has to be kashered with direct heat as well. And frying pans usually will not, the handles, they, they usually can't handle that. The steamers? Could the steamers work on? No, because steamers are, are like a liquid. liquid. So, uh, so, okay, so one shyly you have in front of you, actually, this is a, I, I just, I, I printed it. The truth is that you can go through it on yourself, on your own, but this is a chuva from Rabbi Olbaum. And that was, um, the shyly is microwaves. Meaning, if you do basa b'chalav in microwaves, what's the halach? Is it basa b'chalav deraisa derabonon? Again, it's it's is it negaya? Well, well. So here's the thing: the only reason why it's negaya, and I mentioned this last night, whenever you're dealing with a shaila, knowing whether it's deraisa derabonon is important because you gotta know the severity of what you're dealing with. So if you have a shaila of basa b'chalav, so you, you let's say you you cooked uh, uh, you know uh, you cooked something milchik in a fleshik microwave, so the question is: is it basa b'chalav deraisa? Let's say there was actual mamashes there. Like, you know, is it deraisa? Again, is it negaya? So Not really. The cooking of the microwave is what type of cooking? Exactly. No, that's, that's the question. Now, again, is it negaya? Usually not, because even if it's also darabona, you, you can't eat it. But then it'll be negaya if something other happened that you, you got mixed in, you know, v'chulu v'chulu. So, so Rabbi, Rabbi Obama in this tshuva, he discusses microwaves in general. Now, his deshaila is regarding microwaves for bishalakum. Okay, meaning... This is, it happens to be, it's a longer shayla, and it's probably something I wrote down for maybe for next Tuesday with the assorted halachas, and that is a lot of times you have um, non-Jews that are uh, babysitters or, or maids or, or live-ins, especially for the elderly, and especially with elderly, it's a, it's a big problem because they can't, they can't cook at all. It's not like it is, so the question is, you know, is there any heter for them to cook for them? And it not being bishalakum, so he talks about it not in this section of the tshuva. There are potential heterim because there are some rishonim, and you know, again, maybe I'll elaborate this next time. There are some rishonim that hold there's no bishalakum in a Jew's house. There's some rishonim that hold there's no bishalakum on hired help. Whatever he goes through the you know the sugya. The last shaila was microwaves. She doesn't. She's not going to cook for you in a frying pan. She wants to cook in the microwave. So the shaila is bishalakum. Also, it's a similar premise. Bishalakum only applies to cooking. So if it's not cooking, meaning it, if a guy wants to pickle food for you, we're mekel, because it's a similar halachas, chazal. Now, the only difference is this is biblical, that's rabbinic, but it has the same methodology that it has to be the normal form of cooking. So he writes in, he, he writes in, um, in Yud Gimel, Koyach ha'choyim shal microgal, microwaves, enoy ish. It's not fire. It's not a, a regular form of cooking. Correct. A lot of times, well, so, so no, so, so bishalakum, you're right. Bishalakum, it's not very common yeah, because bishalakum, bishalakum is only a problem when it's cooked, not reheating. You're I mean, right. You Myanmar, Correct. There are scenarios, though, I remember, I can't remember right now, but I remember when I was going through this true, but there are scenarios where it is cooking in the microwave, um, maybe heating up, uh, heating up a cup of milk, maybe. I don't know. You never know the case. There's stuff you could cook in a microwave. You're right. Under a lot of circumstances, it's not relevant anyway because it's already cooked and there's reheating, which is not a problem with Bishalakam anyway. But, that being said, if there is a scenario where they're cooking, is it allowed? So Rabbi Oban basically says, it's not considered fire. If it's not considered fire, it should not be a problem. Now, he does write in Ois Tezai, and you look at it afterwards, there's a very famous Shiloh when it comes to the laws of Shabbos. When it comes to the laws of Shabbos, it's only Aser to cook in a fire, to cook in the sun. It's called Toldas Chama which is only rabbinic. Why? So Rashi says the distinction is 
the 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 how normal it is to cook. It's not normal to cook in the in the sun. It's normal to cook in fire. So they asked Ramosha Feinstein, famously, I think in like the eighties when the microwaves are coming out, he didn't have a microwave, but they they told him they told him it's gonna be normal. It's gonna be the normal way. So he said, well, if it's the normal way, then it's asideraisa. I've seen Paiskim say that maybe time has proven that it's not normal to cook in a microwave to the same t- t- equivalent of cooking in fire. That being said, Rav Shlomo disagrees. He says, no, to be cooking in fire has that fire. This is not fire. So it happens to be practical halacha for Bishalakum purposes. It's a machlegas, I believe, the OU and the star K. I believe the star K is megal, that you could have Bishalakum in a microwave, Rav Haim is megal, the OU is machmer. But again, it's, it's sort of relevant to the laws of Basabachalab as well. So let's go a little bit weiter. Now, the Ramah tells you that any basibachalov that's not osidairaisa is mutter bahana and it's mutter to cook. Meaning, so what's, what, what, when is that Nagaya? The most famous one. And the Shach writes this in Sifkat and Beis, but I'll tell you outside, the most famous application of this is chicken and milk. All chicken and milk is only basibachalov de Rabbanon. Because it's only basibachalov de Rabbanon, it is obviously you can't eat it, but you're allowed to cook it and you're allowed to benefit from it. So you'd be allowed to sell uh, chicken and milk, if it was cooked together, that you'd be allowed to sell. Exactly. So that's a, a KFC burger, that you'd be allowed to sell conceptually. Okay, so go to, we'll run through Sif, Sif, Bays and Sif Gimel. Gedi Lavdafka. First of all, the Mechaber says, when it says, Lo Savasha Gedi, Gedi is a goat. It doesn't have to be a goat. Who had in Shar, Sa'ez, all, you know, all kosher animals. And it doesn't have to be a mother's milk, any milk. So, why, why so, why? so the famous machlekes between the Rambam and the Ramban of, uh, of why does it's it say poetic. this? It's, it's no, so the Rambam, the Rambam says... No, no, so the Rambam says the Rambam says the reason why it says the mother's milk is because um, the, the reason behind the mitzvah, again, we don't really give reasons, but if there was a reason behind the mitzvah, it's that it's considered an act of achzarius. Uh, it's, it's a... It's a it's a barbaric act to take meat and cook it in milk, which gives it life. So he says, look, so the Pasuk is trying to emphasize the chalevi moi, it's the mother's milk, meaning it suckled that milk to give life, and you're cooking of meat in the flesh. That's the Rambam's taking the Ramban, says it's not that it's, meaning it's, it's, it's barbaric for the person, the Rambam says it's barbaric for the animal, whatever that means. But it, the ba- basic premise amongst the Rishonim is that it's considered a barbaric act, and that's why it says chalevi <laughs> moi, because it's trying to emphasize that point. But the truth is, halachically, it would be the same of any, any milk. Now, here's what the Mechaber says in, in Sif Gimel. Again, it's not Negei, but it happens to be a very interesting shach. The Mechaber writes in Gimel, is Milk and meat on a biblical level, of all the halachas, cooking, eating, and benefit, only apply to kosher meat and kosher milk. But if you have kosher meat and pig milk, or if you have pork chop in kosher milk, you can cook it, you can benefit from it. Obviously you can't eat it because it's pork, but there's no basabachalov on non-kosher food. Now, before we go weiter, there's a very interesting shach. The shach, it's just an interesting shach, the shach in, Sif, in Sifkat and Gimel. So the mechaber is paskening, there's no basabachalov on chazer. So it happens to be, like if you go to McDonald's, if it's, if it's cow milk, fine, but if it's, if it's a pork chop, there's no basabachalov on a pork chop. Now, you can't eat it because it's a pork chop, but there's no basabachalov on top of that. So if you look at the shach, it's just an interesting shach. He says, Lashon Atur. This is the Lashon of the Atur. The Tur writes, Basar Tahir, Bechalov, Behemotimeya. Right? Kosher milk 
kosher meat in non-kosher milk, or basa tamei bechal of tayr, or vice versa, or basa chayv oif, or or chayen oif, afil bechal of tayr, einel medirabanon umutav bishabana. So the tour says the same thing because of a Yosef, and we know the Shulchan Aruch, which is originally formulated in the Beis Yosef, based on the on our commentary in the tour. Shaloshin she'imel chuvenu. The Beis Yosef says, the tour ends off by saying, it's only rabbinic. So says the Beis Yosef, when it says it's only rabbinic, that's by the last halacha, and that is uh, chicken and milk. But when it comes to pork chop, there's no rabbinic prohibition either, because he said, we don't find that the Chazal asserted rabbinically uh, pork chop, and also uh, he says the gamle ha yinim laasim edirayim. Also, there's no reason for it. Acher shekvar who also edirayim minatayra. Why would Chazal make uh, what what the halacha halachic nafka mina be for a pork chop to be also derabbanon? Also, if it's cooked in milk, it's already a pork chop. Right, but okay. plenty of times Torah gives you multiple oh. serve the oh. same thing. So he quotes. I'll this outside because it just you know you could see it inside of yourself. The Bach. Comments on that Beis Yosef. So the Beis Yosef clearly states that if you take a pork chop and you cook it in milk, there's no basavchol at all, neither biblical or rabbinic. There's just um, there's just uh, uh, the pork chop issue. So says the Bach. I think that there's a major halachic nafkamina. I think that it is aser derabanon for basavchalov. And if you're going to ask me, and if you're going to ask me what's the nafkamina, if it's already Asa Deraisa, what do I gain that it's Asa Derabonon? There are certain stringencies that apply to Basa B'chalav that don't apply to pork. So the Bach says, I think it is. I mean, the Bach understood that the Beis Yosef was saying the reason why it's not Asa Derabonon is because what's the nafkamina? If it's already Asa Deraisa, what, what what's the nafkamina? To that, there are nafkaminas. There are certain stringencies that we're not going to go to now. The Shach responds like this, and the Shach, I think, is just a great horror. The Shach responds about halfway later. Ma'inin ligzer. It's not. It's not that we can't find stringencies if it were to become Basar B'chalav. Of course there are. But Chazal have to have a motivation. It's interesting of how he looks at it. When Chazal make prohibitions, there has to be a motivation. The motivation has to be to, to, to prevent you from doing something. As a, a, a harchaka, whatever it is. If it's already Asir and you're plowing through that, then Chazal have no motivation to create an Isra. So when, so when the Beis Yosef said, Matam La'asroi, he didn't mean there's no stringency if it's basbachal. Of course, there's stringencies. If they, if you make something basbachal, of course it creates stringencies. But Chazal are not motivated to create that derabanan. There's no motivation for it because it's already aser deraisa. So if you have basbachal of, so if you have pork chop that's cooked in milk, there's there's biblical prohibition. There's zero rabbinic prohibitions. Why? Not because if there was. There's no str- of course it would create stringencies, but there's no motivation. Chazal are only telling you to do this because they're trying to prevent you from doing something worse. If you're already willing to eat pork, you're definitely willing to eat basa b'chal of derabanan too. And if Chazal see that you're, and, and it's sort of like Chazal are like trying to like make your life easier. You're already willing to eat pork. Why should we uh, pile on top of you? So, just to finish this mechaber, the mechaber writes: so pork shop, there's no basa b'chal of at all. Avol baser chayev oif. But if you have a chayin and oif, so a deer and chicken, afilu b'cholav tahoira, mutter bebishol ubahano. So, deer is not considered. Deer is a chay. Venison, whatever it is, oh, so a chay. So the gadi was only for, for, for behemoths. Correct. Behemoths dafka. Chayas are. To cook a chaya in milk is only derabanon. 
and a basar oif and, 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 and chicken is also only the rabbonon. A mutter so you can cook it, you can benefit it. The whole prohibition of, 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 of fowl and milk is derabon. Avol dogim mechagovim is the very famous mechaver. That dogim, so you have fish, fish and dairy, so that's, uh, that's the lox and cream cheese. Now, there's a very famous stringency amongst the Sephardim that they don't eat fish and dairy together. Now, where does it come from? So if you look at the Shach and Sifkat and Hay... Because it sounds like he's saying it should be, it's totally fine. Mutter. Mutter yeah. Lagamri. So where does it come from? So, Kosav Zahav, he quotes the Levush. The Levush says, you should know, while it's technically Mutter, it can cause physical danger. Physically, it's medically not good. Commotion is Barb Arachayim, as we find in Arachayim. Now, if you look in Arachayim... Chagai, no, I'm sorry, Chagai, I forgot to change. Chagai are grasshoppers. Now, so he's oh. saying, so milk, dairy, and fish, the Shulchan Aruch says mutter, but the Lavush says it's, it's a problem for medical issues, as is clarified in Arachayim. Now, Arachayim, if you look, that Arachayim is describing the prohibition, not the prohibition, the issue of fish and meat. Fish and meat, we, we know we don't mix together because it's medical problems. It's not even spiritual. According to the Magan Avram, it's a medical issue. So the, the Levush is now saying that in, in addition to fish and meat, it's also a problem of fish and milk. Now the problem is nobody says that. So he says over here, Ube'eme says the Shach, where did the Levush get this from? The Levush is in the 1600s, <coughs> 16, mid, uh, late 16s. Where did he get this from? Nimshach Achar he got it from the Beis Yosef. Not in Shulchan Aruch, but in the Beis Yosef, which is the Shulchan Aruch's commentary to the tour, he also said the same thing. The problem is, Hutos, says the Shach, it's a mistake. Not a mistake in the printer. The, the Shulchan Aruch wrote the wrong word. It's a tos. He says, Kilo He's telling you that to look over there, and that's where it'll be clarified that fish and milk are a problem. Over there it doesn't say that. It says fish and meat. So the, the reference was wrong. Not... not, not the location he's telling you to look. Correct. The references. He made a mistake. Well, he wrote sorry. the wrong thing. Oh, so he so says... What did he mean to write? What did he mean to write? Fish and meat. What about cold fish? We, we weren't talking about cream cheese. Well, it, it, well, if it's a sakana, it's going to be a problem, even if it's cold. But, but right, you don't eat fish and meat together if it's cold either. But he's saying that it's a problem. But but this says the shach. If you look there, it's not. That's not where it's there. It's not what. But it's not where it says. Sense. Why would it, we're talking about phenomenal about question? Milk and meat here. Why would he say? Oh, by the way, you shouldn't have meat and fish. First of all, also he doesn't. I, I don't know. But also he doesn't even write it in the shulchan aruch. So in the shulchan aruch he says it's mutter. In the beis yosef he says that it's a problem of sakana and he points you to something that's not that doesn't exist. Meaning it doesn't say over there fish and milk. So it says. Says the Shach, I've never seen this. People eat fish and milk, fish, fish and milk all the time. Everyone's fine. Also says the same thing that it was a toast. Now, I will say this: the reason why Svaradim are strict is because of that Beis Yosef. They don't believe that it was a mistake. Now, I will say this though: if you look in the Pischei Tshuva, now listen, Ashkenazim are Megal. Legamri were mekel, were not machmer at all. And even amongst the Svaradim, not all Svaradim are machmer. But I will say this if you look in the Pischei Tshuva, in Sifkat and Tess, he says, Einberhetev, he discusses this medical. And by the way, you have to realize also, one added reason to be lenient mm. by fish and milk. First of all, it could be it's, uh, uh, fish and milk. First of all, the whole source is a Shulchan Aruch. 
in Beis Yosef, not in his halachic authority, in his Beis Yosef commentary, which the Ramah, the Shach, and the Taz have all said was a mistake. So it's based on a mistake. Also, in addition, fish and meat, which is a thing, is a medical problem. It's not a spiritual problem. The Teres Chesed of Lublin wrote that it's spiritual, but the Mogan Avram and the Mishnah Berurah both write that it's a medical issue. Based on that, the Mogan Avram writes, medically anymore, nowadays, there's no doctor that will say fish and meat is a problem. So while we are technically still strict because that's the minig of Klal Yisrael for a thousand years, the, the actual thing which is a real source probably doesn't apply anymore. And that's why, like, halachically, Rav Shechter has a tshuva where he was asked about Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce is a, is a sauce that has anchovies in it, but it's meant to, to marinate meat. And they were asked about if it has less than 60, less than shishim of anchovies, so it's bottle in the tube, can you use it to marinate the meat? So Shechter said, yes. And that's why if it has less than shishim, it'll just list it as the ingredient anchovy. But if it has more, more but the percentage, if it's more than 2% anchovy, it'll actually called it's called OU fish. I had this tonight. I had, I had salad dressing and I had Worcestershire sauce in here and it was par. And we're eating it on steaks. Exactly. Salad, so the reason why they make it, so if it had more than 2%, the OU has a hechsher called OU fish. They can't. But if it's bottle b'shishim, so Shechter says, ah, there's a shita that holds that poison, right? Let me ask you a question. Yes. Milk and meat is bottle b'shishim. Would you be mevatel shishim with poison, physical poison? Of course not. Because medically, if, if it's physical, you have to be strict. So the Shiloh Eser Shachter is, is fish and meat, bottle, even shishim, right? If it's a medical problem, then no doctor would say, ah, oh, it's one in, uh, one in a hundred of poison, that's fine. We would not, not do that, because when it comes to poison, you have to be strict. So it says Shachter, this whole thing nowadays is probably not a thing anymore. So I understand we're going to be machmer, but how, how, how far you want to go? So that's also why many, many people are makele to have uh, fish and milk, uh, uh, fish and meat in the same kli, not at the same time, but they don't, they'll cook, they'll cook a filter fish, clean it out, and then cook chicken soup. Even though historically there were those Rishonim that were machmer, because again, the whole thing, so it's like now you're adding to something that probably is not a thing anymore, you're adding now fish and milk. But I will say this, if you look in the Pischei Tshuva in Sifkat and Tess, he writes halfway through, he brings down again the, the doctors back and forth, but he says, says that fish and milk is dangerous. So now, that same mistake that found its way in the Beis Yosef also found its way in Rabbeinu Bachai. Uh, okay, now now it's that's a little hard. That's a little harder of a fastball to, to, to pitch that. But how far away did they live from each other? Very far, <laughs> very far. Not at the same time, different location. So that that's already uh, that's already a bit of a stretch. But again, but the minig amongst Ashkenazim is for sure to be mekel and gamri. Even amongst Svardim, some are, some are more machmer by butter, some are more machmer by cheese. Whatever it is, but again, what it's coming from, according to most authorities, is a toast. It's a mistake in the word. The word, wrong word was written. Now, I just want to mention one last halach and then we'll stop. Let's just finish the Ramah, and then we'll continue from Sif Dalid next time. Nagulas is chal of Now, this is a bigger sugya, and maybe uh, next time I'll bring some more marmakaimis about this. But Nagulas is chal of Mishkedim. So you're not allowed to cook milk and meat together, right? So says the Ramah, what about almond milk? So says the Ramah, they would take almond milk. Right? Almond milk is not milk, but it doesn't look right. But 
The Ramosh Shita is, Maris Ayin does not apply. Again, Maris Ayin means that people will judge you not favorably. It looks like you're cooking milk and meat together. Says the Ramah, Maris Ayin does not apply if worst case scenario they're judging you, right? Worst case scenario. If what you're doing worst case scenario is only derabonon, it's fine. So if you want to cook milk in almond milk, so worst case scenario, if Taka everyone judges you mamish and they find out that you're in Russia, what's the worst case scenario? It's derabonon. There is no Maris Ayin on an Issa derabonon. But to cook meat in almond milk, where if what they're judging you not favorably is correct, you've done an isidoi raisa, that's a problem of marasayin. And how do you fix it? You have to put almonds out so that people know that, that it's that's taka almond milk. Now, a couple things. Um, the shach does bring down at the end, the shach has akasha. The shach says there is mishnayis in Shabbos. You're not allowed to bring out a camel on Shabbos. You're not allowed to walk with a camel even with an Erev, if it has a bell around its neck. Why? If you remember these sugis and Shabbos, it's in Bamebehema, because it looks like you're going, Azul Lechinga, it looks like you're going to sell it. What's the issue of selling an animal on Shabbos? It's not one of the Lamentas. They're Abonim. So I'm not allowed to do something because it looks like I'm doing an Issa Derabonim. I, I thought... The, the, the right of the contract is the Issa right. No, but, but business... Right. The whole Isser of commerce, right. it looks like I'm doing commerce. Commerce right. is itself a Durabonan. Right. So, so there's no Marasayan in this is Durabonan. It doesn't, it doesn't say that. It doesn't it's Marasayan because they think you're going you're gonna to write up a contract. No, the Gemara says it's Marasayan because it looks like you're going to the market to sell it. Selling in the market is a Gzeira that you might come to write. Oh. So, so, so the Shach, because of this, says there is a Marasayan and a Durabonan. He disagrees. The Aruch HaShulchan says, well, you think the Ramah forgot a Mishnayis? He didn't forget a Mishnayis. So he says, what's the difference? And what's the answer? Shabbos is more strict. We're Machran Shabbos. Shabbos is the severity of Shabbos. We're Machran. Now, th- th- what we're going to do is next time, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this. This is very Negei when all these products came out. I have an original tshuva from Rev. Saroy Deblitsky, Rev. Nevensal, um, about when Bako Bits came out. And they asked, is it a problem? Because it looks like you're eating pork. Now, nowadays, you're used to it. If you get a salad which has bagel bits, you know it's bagel bits. But when they first came out and the fake shrimp came out, that in the beginning was a problem of So over time, one of the major halachas of Amarasayan is that over time, it's, it's subjective. Over time, it, it's no longer a problem because everyone knows. Okay, everyone knows that. You know. But they were using almond milk a really long time ago. Correct. So that's why almond milk is no longer a problem. And But when... Oh, so the Shaili Asr of Avadia is, are you allowed to serve non-dairy creamer when non-dairy creamer just came out after a fleshic meal? So Ravadia said, well, right off the bat, what's the Isser of drinking? Let's say it's actually cream. There's no meat. There's no meat. You're just eating it within six hours. That's a rabbinic thing at worst. So he says, the Ramah would be Mekel, just to start. The Ramah would tell you, you don't have to worry about it at all, because he only is worried about cooking milk and meat together. I, the shach, is machmer. So for that, he says, you put the ca- container on the table, which is what they used to do. But then again, as time went on, it became, uh, it became in the norm. So the, I'll tell you one last Shiloh. They asked Rebelsky when Subway got an OU. Maybe next time I'll bring it in. It's good to see inside. They asked Rebelsky, is it a problem? Because Subway had the fake cheese. They had the, the meat with the fake Parmesan cheese. So that, that's, that's a problem, because that, that's not common enough. In the beginning, the fake cheese, that was, that, was a, that, was, that was not very common. So he says, you have to fix it. Now, what do you have to do, though? Because the shaila is, do you, you, know, you have to put out the sign. What about the people that are taking it home? 
Right, you know, what's the... In the store, it's not enough that it's got a hefster on oh, the store? So, no. See, he says, in the store, what you need, you need something more than that, but what do you do? As we, as we see, Hashem uh, don't... Uh, don't uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. No, see, he says... What fine, where the cheese is there, oh, He said, Rebelsky felt, all you have to do is write on the menu... That is par of cheese, and he feels that suffices. I, not everyone's going to see that. I, you're going to bring it home. It, so says Ravelsky like this, I'll prove it to you. It's a great horror. If you wanted to fix the almond milk problem, how do you fix it? You put almonds on the counter. This is talking about a woman who's cooking on Arab Shabbos. It's chaotic. There's almonds on the counter. It's not like it's clear that people, maybe she thinks that she's just eating almonds. What's the answer? says Ravelsky, you see that because there's any of Daman Kavschus, you don't need to do that much to avoid making it look bad. Marisayan, you just need a little. You get basically Klal Yisrael is is is, is interested in being Mamachos. We just need something. Give me something. So you put some almonds out. I a lot of people will misconstrue. It's enough. You don't it doesn't take a lot. So he says over here, putting the putting the name uh, fire of cheese on the menu, that suffices. Alright, we'll stop here and we'll pick this up next time, Bezashem.